you are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Bradley Hamner. He is a business growth coach, and we are going to speak about business growth. Of course, we are going to speak about how to get more clarity in your business, how to get more confidence, and of course, about leadership. Hi, Bradley. It's great to have you on Ideas and Leaders. Oh, I'm honored to be on here, and I hope that uh, what I share serves your audience. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, yes, in the beginning, as always, I'm asking about the background, about the story. So I'm very interested. How uh, how did you become a business growth coach? What is your story, entrepreneurial story? Yeah, yeah, good question. I so I don't have a a journey of entrepreneurship and small business ownership of you know like I was selling tomatoes when I was growing up or anything like that. I mean, I did some odd and end jobs. Uh, but I did get to see my father and my mother, but especially my father in action, being a, a small business owner. He uh, He's a farmer. He uh, owns a pretty substantial farming operation still in the northwest part of Alabama. And so some of the best things in business are taught, not necessarily taught. And that was my story. I knew that I want to be a business owner when I was in college. I had no idea what that was going to be. I, I started uh, down a path. I Got my degree in finance and went into sales right after college, was doing that for a long time. That ended up highly influencing whenever I started my very first business in 2010. And for those first several years, that business was all on my packs. I, you know, it was what was necessary for me to get the business off the ground running to get to a, get to a few hundred thousand dollars in top line revenue. But in 2015, I hit a brick wall. I actually have, I just started an Instagram account. I have a picture, maybe my second or third picture that said better never stops even on vacation. I was on vacation with my family and two small kids at the time. And I was running a team meeting and I had two, it's it's a picture of these two computers at Disney World while we're supposed to be uh, spending time as a family. And the reason is, is because everything was on my back and I didn't have enough time in the day. And so ultimately, about a month after that, actually, I found myself at 34 years old uh, at a doctor's office, and he ended up putting me through a heart machine, and then I ended up actually in the hospital uh, or with a cardiologist later that day doing some stress tests. And he said, there's nothing wrong with your heart. I'd been having panic attacks and other things, and I'd never experienced that before. And he said, what in the world is going on in your life? And um, at the time, I was burning the midnight oil, morning, noon, and night, and I was running out of time. Um, so what got the business off the ground was not the thing that was going to take it to the next level. And I wish I could tell you, Elena, at that at that point that things immediately changed. I just knew something needed to change. And that started me down a path that you know we now call uh, going from being the rainmaker of your business to becoming the architect. And, and so since then, I've launched uh, seven other companies and exited a, a few of those. I've had a couple of them have not uh, panned out uh, as well. And so now I own a couple of companies and one of them is a business growth coaching company. And we work with uh, small business owners and and their teams to help them solve what we call the Rainmakers Dilemma. So that's a little bit about my journey and background. 
Wow, wow. That's an, an interesting story. So you went through all of this yourself and now you're helping others. And uh, I'm interested about this uh, Rainmaker's uh, Dilemma that you mentioned. So can you tell us a little bit more about it? What what do you mean by this? And yep. uh, how what, what does it mean to become the architect, not a rainmaker? Yeah. So you know, I didn't have the language around this, the verbiage around it at the time. I only reflecting, looking back on it, have we added the the language of the Rainmaker's Dilemma. You know, look, there's a prevailing ethos out there that you, as a leader, a business owner, entrepreneur, should focus only on your strengths. Only on your strengths. And whatever your weaknesses are, understand what those are and just hire and delegate for that. Now, I'm not here to be a contrarian and to say to, that that's not valid advice. Here's what I'm offering. Oftentimes, what a business owner, entrepreneur, leader sees and hears with that is, oh, I know what I'm good at. I'm good at business development. I'm good at sales. I'm good at customer service. They are so in the day-to-day activities that they say, well, and maybe not even consciously, that I'm just going to do more of that. But again, the business will ultimately ultimately will flatline because it's too reliant upon you. And so what we think of as the Rainmaker's Dilemma is how your greatest strength as an entrepreneur can become a debilitating weakness in the business. And so the idea is that we believe that you need to make the transition from being the Rainmaker to being the architect of your business. And so what does that look like? I mean, there's a, several different things we you and I can begin to kind of unpack that. There's kind of five key points, we'll say, five key areas that you know you can consider. A couple of them are questions that may serve your audience if you want to go through those for people to think about of how do I, okay, that's me. I I definitely understand that. I've was on a call actually just a few days ago with someone in uh, Georgia that said that that that's me that's me I, I heard your message that was 100% my my story cuz it was mine Elena it was my story and so he said i'm just so involved in the day to day everything runs through me it's kind of like this hub and spoke you know him or her as a leader the founder you know it 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 needed you but now you're so in it you don't know how to begin to untangle that web. Mm-hmm. So where to start? I mean, uh, because v- very often people feel overwhelmed and uh, if they're in such a situation that they don't have this this clarity, they don't know where to yeah. wh- where to start untangling the web. How do you usually start working with your clients? Do you ask them specific questions and how do you lead them through this journey? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be maybe helpful for us to just kind of unpack the five key areas and 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 five key questions I think mm-hmm. that someone could uh, consider. You mentioned around clarity. That's actually one of my key principles, and that's where I'll start. So we'll ask the question to a business owner. If I was talking to you or somebody, one of your listeners, I would say, number one, tell me your priorities. What are your priorities? And what often I find is generalized, fluffy, glossy answers, right? They're just, I just want to grow the business. I want to do more. I want to make more money. And if you ask and push in a little bit and say, how much more? 
They just, they can't give you an answer. How much more do you want to grow the business? Do you want to grow it $100,000 more or a million dollars more? What is that? And by when do you want to do it? So the very first thing that I'll ask is, what are your priorities? Number two is I'll say, well, let me see your calendar. So we'll say, show me your calendar. And what's interesting is that the things that they say that are, that are their priorities or their objectives for the last 90 days and for the 90 days forward, none of those priorities end up on their calendar, their personal calendar time to make sure that those get accomplished. Number three, from that point, if you say, okay, what are your priorities? Show me your calendar. Then I'll ask, show me your scoreboard. How are you keeping track? How do you know how well you're doing relative to the things that you say that are important? And it's been surprising to me how few leaders and business owners will have a scoreboard and have a a way of monitoring their progress towards the things that they say are most important. Number four, this is key. I mean, if you're in business, you know this, you got to have a team. So I'll say, you know, who's on your team? Do you have a team of A players? Do you have a system of how you attract, how you develop, and ultimately, how do you retain A players? By the way, we help them define what an A player even looks like for them. So an A player for me may look a little bit different than an A player you know, for you. But do you have a definition of what an A player is? And so number four is who's on your team. And then, so again, to kind of recap, number one is, Tell me your priorities. Number two, show me your calendar. Number three, show me your scoreboard. Number four, who's on your team? And then number five, what's your marketing and sales strategy? Do you have a way, if somebody said, well, how are you actually marketing? What's your sales process? Could you answer that and say, yeah, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing in marketing to be able to get leads. And here's here's our sales process for how we nurture that lead through a sales cycle. And I'll give you one additional bonus question is how do you manage the cash in the business? How do you manage the cash? Like what's your actual plan for managing the cash in the business? And so those are the five key areas or things that, you know, your listening audience, and we can take that however you would like to go. I know you mentioned around clarity, but uh, hopefully that gives people a little bit of a runway to go off of. No, those questions are deep. And I, I'm sure that everyone who is listening to us, they kind of failed. It, it's one of those questions or more. Uh, for sure, this is what I thought, right? Because very often we have those big goals and we have our priorities, but in fact, we we don't prioritize them, right? And they are not uh, on our calendar and we're not measuring them. We don't have people for, for those goals. So we don't we don't build teams. So how do you start? Wh- where do you start with in order to? Because it seems if, uh, if we think about all of those questions, it seems a little bit overwhelming. I think that everyone mm-hmm. has kind of mm-hmm. marketing and sales uh, strategy. Maybe not perfect one, but uh, people have it. But maybe it is not in line with our priorities. So mm-hmm. how to switch and to actually start working on the main thing? Yeah. Let me actually share that I do believe when you said, hey, man, it can be a little overwhelming. There's a lot of moving pieces. Yes, 
Business is hard. Business is hard and it gets harder. As a matter of fact, not to be discouraging here, I think that this is actually healthy to embrace this. And that is 96% of businesses do not see their 10th birthday. And post-COVID, that number may have gone up potentially. And then of the ones that make it, 96% of businesses don't even cross a million dollars in top line revenue. So the reality is the further you want to go and the longer you want to stay in business, it's really doggone hard. That's just statistics. And that's in the United States, at least. And I think that would be globally. And so post-COVID, I'm sure the numbers have actually gotten gotten worse. I mean, if that was the statistics for getting on a plane, you and I would never get on that plane ever. And so I think that accepting the fact that it's hard actually then allows you to build things and say, okay, well, what are all the things I can do so that I can give myself the best chance? And so there is a lot of layers to that. But the other thing you said I agree with, which is, Not every business owner has the exact same issues. Some of them, some people hear that and say, I'm really disciplined. I'm very structured in how I manage my time, how I manage my energy, you know, what I do on a daily basis. They have certain energy rhythms and, you know, how their ideal day is and and week. And they're just very disciplined in that. Other people are all over the board, right? And so what we do first is start with a diagnostic uh, assessment, which we can talk about. And we call it the Rainmaker's Dilemma Assessment to be able to kind of pinpoint where are you the most deficient in your business? Is it the fact that you don't have a system for attracting, developing, retaining uh, A players? That may be it. Um, Do you have a, uh, maybe it's the marketing and sales systems. You know, we're kind of spaghetti on a wall. We're just doing a lot of things. We, uh, but don't really have a defined system for that. Or I know I've always needed to track things. I know I need to build a school board, but I just don't know what to track. Um, Sometimes it's really for a lot of people that I work with, it's just asking really great questions. Where do you want to see your business at the end of three years? And then we begin to kind of reverse engineer off of that. Maybe it's where do you want to see your business? I mean, at the time we're recording this, we're getting close to 2023. And so uh, we just today actually finished up an annual business planning workshop this morning. And so for three hours, we were serving our community and helping them to identify their objectives and key results for 2023 and then build a plan to make that happen. And so it really at the end of the day, comes down to finding the biggest area of gap, because it's my belief that all of those are required if you're really wanting to be able to grow the business. Look, if you're wanting to be a solopreneur, um, maybe not. You could probably go without some of those things. But if you're going to build a team and build a legitimate business and be a leader of people, there's just a lot of those different areas that come into it. I know, obviously, you very well know the value of communication. And so we talk about communication rhythms in the business. How, what, what is that? How often should you be communicating with your team and what does that even look like? And so, yes, there are a lot of moving pieces and I will say this, anybody that tries to tell you that it's easy is trying to sell you something. Okay. That's my opinion. I I really actually think it's, 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 it's not easy. Um, It's very, very difficult. And that's why the majority of people are, are, um, you know, why the majority of businesses fail and why the majority of people are not business owners and entrepreneurs. 
Yeah, yeah, I I love it, Bradley, that you're saying that it is hard. You're not like idealizing and uh, creating this image of entrepreneurship as something that you can do overnight. There is there, there are a lot of stories about overnight success in the media, and we hear a lot of things about working 24-7 for a long time. And then finally, uh, in the end, you you become a millionaire. But I think that it is good to understand how to to work smart, as as you say, and to actually set smart goals and uh, to, to do all those steps that you mentioned. And it is it is uh, important to understand that yes, it is hard, but there are certain things that should be done. And uh, I wanted to uh, speak with you about one more thing because you mentioned that we need to have a team. We need to build a team of A players. So this podcast, Ideas and Leaders, is uh, mostly about leadership, about leadership and business, and. Uh, what what is your opinion? You work with a lot of business leaders. What is uh, what are the patterns that you observe that you see? Uh, in, what is who is in your opinion a good leader, and what qualities does a good leader need to have? Yeah, it's a big question. Um, on my podcast, we talk about leadership a lot, and my goodness, there's so many different ways to take that one concept of leadership. It's almost like saying you know, talk to me about business or talk to me about culture. It's like, you know, where do, where do you even begin? I will say this though. We have this, um, I have this concept called MIT, uh, the most important thing. And there's three things with that. What's the most important thing you can do for your business. I think it's to spend time thinking about your business, not making decisions based on your emotions, but making decisions through logical sound decision-making. Number two, what's the most important thing you can do for yourself? And that is protect your confidence. We just talked about how hard business is. And so you have to do things and install them in your rhythm of uh, you know, capturing the wins so that you can protect your confidence. And so now um, this is where I'm going to your question. What's the most important thing you can do for your team? I think it's give them your energy. I think it's actually really two things. I think it's give them your energy and cast a vision for the business. At the end of the day, most things in business can be delegated with the exception of the vision and the direction of the company. You can never, ever, ever delegate that. And whether we like it or not, the team is feeding off of our energy. If we bring negative energy, they're going to feed off that. If we're bringing positive energy, they're going to feed off of that too. They are going, they are feeding off of you. And so you can't give what you don't have. And so there's things about how we believe about how you architect your day and how you architect your week in a way that you do certain things at certain times. And so if I was, you know, high energy, uh, energy for me, I'm I'm probably at my peak during the day around 11 or so, 10 to 10 to noon. Right after lunch, I kind of hit a little bit of a lull. So I'm very conscious about what I eat at lunch because it usually puts me in a little bit of a coma. Um, and so I have to intentionally be aware of that and say, oh, okay, at early afternoon time, I need to be aware of my energy being low. And so I will try, or me and my assistant will try as much as possible 
to schedule front stage or high energy activities at the times that I have the most energy. Because I think that ultimately your customers and especially your team, they 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 need you to they're they're gonna feed off of your energy. And so I think that that is one of the most important things. And uh, you know, time management gets talked about a lot. I was just actually listening to a podcast a few minutes ago on time management. And time management is good. Um, but I think if we would pay more attention to our energy management, we may be better served. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we need to manage our energy. We need to to manage ourselves uh, in order to be able mm-hmm. to manage others. And uh, also the thing that you mentioned, I think it is um, very important not only to 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 create uh, teams and uh, to to be able to to work with those teams, to lead them, but also to retain them, to kind of keep them motivated. Especially now, I'm speaking with a lot of uh, business owners right now, and they they keep repeating the same thing. Even yesterday, I had a conversation with a business owner, and she said, it is getting so hard to retain those young people because the the it is changing. Their approach to work is changing. And do you think it is just a matter of time that we cannot do anything right now? Or do you think there are actually some things that we can do as leaders to to retain uh, talent and to keep them motivated? Oh, yeah, I, I, I do. I do. I think we have to be really careful about the conversation we're having in our own head. If we continue to say that it's hard with to retain people, then it's going to continue to be hard to retain people. Now, listen, I'm not saying stick your head in the sand, be a flamingo and act like that there's no issues. I'm not saying that at all. But as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have the ability to shape things. You have the ability to be able to really, and we use that word intentionally, attract by through your compensation plan. Okay. I think oftentimes people are leaving the business owner or the entrepreneur more than they're leaving the business, okay? Do they actually know a few things? One, are can they articulate back to you the vision of the company? Can they say, yeah, by December 31st, 2024, this is where we're trying to get to? Can they say that? If they can, okay, great, check one right? Number two, can they articulate their role in helping to that? Because don't get me wrong, getting paid you know, good money and having a very competitive salary, having a compensation plan that aligns to the bigger vision, that is incredibly important. But so often the business owner hasn't done the, or the entrepreneur hasn't done the things, or the leader hasn't done the things to be able to say, this is the direction of the company and this is your role in it. And so then we just throw our hands up and go, ah, oh, these young people, they just can't, you know, they're, 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 they're just uh, come and go, come and go. No, they want to be a part of something. I just see it differently. I see that they want to be a part of making a difference and they care more about that as th- than they do sometimes their salary. They want to feel that they are making a meaningful contribution towards something, that they have a purpose and a mission. And then, you know, you got to think about your culture too. And so everything, the first two things I mentioned about, are you really clear? Uh, Are they, can they articulate back to you the vision of the company? Number one. Number two, do they understand their role in it? 
okay, that they can actually make an impact to it, or are they just a cog in the wheel? So I really think that those first two, are you really clear? Can the team uh, share the vision of the company, where it's going? And then number two, can they be able to articulate their role in that? And then I think the third one is you have to take a reflection of your culture overall. And, you know, if somebody has has uh, works in one of my companies, growth is a central part of that. We talk about, you know, grow or die all the time. I mean, it's a huge part of what, what we do. And we know that if you come to work in one of the businesses, you know that growth is going to be a big, a big part of it. And so I do believe that people leave the the owner, the entrepreneur, the founder more than they do the business. And so I I think that the youth uh, today, the younger people want to be a part of something meaningful. They want to feel like that they're making a difference. They want to feel like that they're contributing to the mission and the vision of the company. And um, I think that that in a lot of cases is even more important to them than the money. Now, look, I mean, they they want to get paid a certain amount to be competitive and feel like that they can provide for themselves and for their family. Yes, I, I, I do believe that. And so there's a certain level that you sometimes maybe have to look at your compensation plans. Um, but I do think we have to be really careful about telling ourselves the story of, well, you know, everybody is just, uh, it's just hard to keep people these days. It's like, well, is that a cop out, you know, respectfully um, to that person to say, well, is it maybe, you know, that's difficult, but have you done the hard work in the business to ensure that it is actually retaining people? I'll give you one last one. We talk a lot about growth tracks. Do people see a way that they can grow in your organization, especially small businesses do not have a growth track. They just say, I don't know, you come in and do this. And then maybe at the end of the year, the business owner goes, Oh gosh, I guess I better, I guess I better give some raises. So uh, I don't know. How about 3%? Does that sound good? And they just kind of randomly dole out these raises versus being able to feel like that uh, I, as an employee, can say, okay, I've got some control over my career here. I see how I'll be able to go from a account manager level one to an account manager level two to a, a senior account manager. And they they know what the targets are. They know what the structure is and they can begin to move up from there. So those are a few things that I would say uh, around that. I mean, there's a lot of big topics around leadership as a whole, but specifically to that example you mentioned, those are a few things that I would offer. Yes, absolutely. We all want to feel the meaning of what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you so much, Bradley, for, for sharing all of those tips on on leadership and on clarity in business. It was, I'm sure, very useful for our listeners. So if our listeners want to reach out to ask you additional questions, so where can they find you? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm on the social media platforms. I'm primarily on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn are the two better places to connect with me on social. But um, the best place is to go to the rainmakersdilemma.com, the rainmakersdilemma.com. And that's where our diagnostic assessment is located. It's about 40 questions, kind of a spans across those five topics that I mentioned or those five key areas. And it just take you less than five minutes. And a lot of people shared with us, hey, just just the questions of being asked to them make them pause and say, 
Yeah, no, I don't actually have a growth track in place for my team. Maybe I should consider that as an example. And it would give you a score and it invites you to, after that, we'll share some ideas with you. And we're just here to serve. Um, I I believe that I was put on the earth to, to be able to serve other entrepreneurs and small business owners. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this with your audience. And hopefully some of the things that I shared resonated uh, with someone and love for them to go and check out the assessment and connect with us and in, uh, in our uh, free group that we have. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we will put the link to your assessment under our episode so that our listeners can immediately jump there and make the assessment after they listen to us. Thank you so much, Bradley, for being on Ideas and Leaders. It was such a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.